Hey guys, welcome to the Behind the Distance podcast with Alex and Olivia. So today we are talking about the differences between America and England. So basically we're going to battle it out on on various different subjects and talk about the cultural differences that we've noticed and kind of the things we've had to overcome maybe in our time of being together. I don't know about overcome, but there were a few surprising things that it took us a a bit to figure out that there were differences at all. Yeah, in fact, I think we once had an argument because we misunderstood a meaning of a word. I can't even remember what the word is now. Was it quite? No, I don't think so. It was something it was something more complex than that, but I remember thinking mm. it was one thing and you thought it was something else, and so we had an argument about it, but it was just because we had different definitions of the word in our own country and that's why there was a misunderstanding. Mm. But yeah, so talking about words we use, is there any words that I use that you're like Huh? Only your British slang. Is that even slang? I would say some of it is, maybe. I, I, I kind of say, like, in it, and not even that I mean to say, like, in it, but just when I'm literally saying the words in it, sometimes I say it so fast that it just comes out like that. But I've noticed you've sort of picked up a couple of but things it, like that. But in it stands for isn't it, right? I guess, or when you're talking about something being in something. I don't know, one or the other. I, but I'm just saying, normally when I say that phrase, I say it so fast that it sounds like that. Yeah, I was just under the impression it stood. It was short for, isn't it? Well, yeah, but some people, I was going to say a different word, some people use the word just like at the end of the sentence just because, like they'll just be like, Well, uh, yes, Alex, that's the slang. It, brov. Brov. Alex has actually made his own British slang. Would you like to share? <laughs> um... Well, I was told nobody actually says govna over here. So I have heard people say brav. So I say bravna. And he thinks he's really cool when he says it's, it. I am quite cool. Um, I feel like the only thing with some of the American words that I think about is like trash and like stuff like that. So things like that kind of make me cringe a little bit just because I think they're so American and they're like so especially like when you see it on a tv show or something and they're like trash it just makes me cringe so when you say it in real life it does make me cringe a little bit what's wrong with trash i just don't like the word it just makes me cringe what do you use bin bin that's the storage receptacle for trash what do you say instead of trash rubbish oh storage receptacle <laughs> well excuse me um i think we we have made probably had said a few words that you've been like what what does that mean yeah i do still have to ask in fact only a few weeks ago he asked me what serviette means which i found quite funny that is not which one is that exactly (laughs) so serviette to americans out there is napkin it just means a tissue something that you have on the table when you go out for a meal at a restaurant no sometimes your cutlery is wrapped in it it's just called a serviette you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. I don't know if the listeners know Technically, what you're yeah, it's a French word, but it's still a really commonly used word. In- I think that the best way to communicate then is over Skype because that leads for no confusion. And if there is confusion, you can ask them what the word means. They'll define it. You'll have a laugh about it and that's it. It's done. There's no arguments. It is pretty funny when we have to figure out what a word means. And we always have a laugh when we're like, oh, you don't know what that means. It means this. You guys don't yeah. use that. And there's, I swear there's more examples than just serviette, but that's just one that we've come across recently. But I feel like there's been so many things that we don't know, or Alex just pronounces it in a different way. We've come, oh, yeah. we come across that quite a lot, that's actually. Fun. Like, um, basil or data. It's data. 
Exactly. So that's things like that that we pronounce differently, especially a lot of spices in the kitchen. Um, as far as figuring it out when there is an issue, I think it's fairly obvious when you use two different words. Sorry, when you use the same word different ways, um, it should come across rather obviously when you are talking either through video chat or audio chat. Uh, but with text, it's much more difficult, mm. uh, and it's much easier to figure out and to communicate and fix I mean, any issues when using some sort of audio or visual chat. Yeah, like I wouldn't have even known you pronounce things differently until I heard you actually say it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But um, like aluminium. Okay, so aluminum is a completely different word. It's spelled differently in everything. Okay, I'm trying to think of another example, but I can't think of one. Um, there's loads. Yeah. There's so many. You guys just have a bunch of extra U's what, in your Me words. and Alex are quite competitive and we're also quite stubborn. So we like to Google it and see what the first definition we can find is. And um, that Obviously. Per- but then again, there's like the British way of saying it and the Br- yes. American way of saying it. We found out a lot of times from Googling it that both will come up. And I'll be searching it in America and it comes up with the American definition first and she'll be over here in England. We're in England right now, by the way. And she'll get the English version. Yeah, so we do get a little bit competitive with that, I would say. Not in a bad way. It's a fun way. It's a fun thing. Yeah. And sometimes Alex asks me how words are pronounced or what words mean or whatever, and then sometimes I just don't know. So there we go. That's my just <laughs> lack of knowledge. But yeah, I don't know if there's any other words that I can think of off the top of my head. No. But you are quite persnickety, so oh, you have to admit God. that. We argue about this one all the time. Well, I say well, argue. It's not an argue. It's, it's, it's not uh, an argument. It's more just like I say pernickety. Ba- it's banter, in it? Oh my god. See what I'm telling you? Like, he picks up this English slang and he thinks he's really cool when he says it. And actually, speaking of, we kind of dip into each other's accents. You might even think we're doing it whilst you're listening to this podcast. I have no idea what I sound like right now. But we, when we talk to each other, we must sound really weird. Because when I talk in America, I know I sound American. Because I just dip into your accent or your mum's accent or whoever I'm talking to. But when you come here, I know you dip into mine. Especially when you're with my friends and stuff. You say some British words, oh. like in it or whatever, and yeah, I feel like we both dip in and out of it. Yeah, probably. That's um, probably common. My friends like to laugh at me for talking American sometimes, but I can't help it. Like, I really am a person that like goes off what I'm getting kind of thing. Like, I just bounce back. So when I'm talking to you, I just immediately alter the way I'm like saying it because of the way I'm talking to you. Yeah, but I don't have that strong of an accent. Do I? I think you do to British people, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time we ever met, the, that was the first thing I ever said to you, was, oh my god, your accent. I mean, I do remember, but I also remember the first thing I said to you is that you were shorter in person. Well, there we go. <laughs> but that's a bit off topic. Let's get back to words. Uh, got any more other words? No, all I was going to say was that even though you do have a very American accent, a lot of people near where you live are actually more southern than you are. I think that's maybe why you don't think you have that strong mm. of an accent. Like your family in particular have really southern accents. I feel like women have a stronger southern I've accent. I've noticed that. I'm actually. not sure what that's about. The women in Alex's life, other than me, <laughs> have have a very strong southern accent. I don't know why it comes out more in the women, but it does. I don't know. But and I think that's why I'm even more influenced. Like when I'm having a chat with his mum, I feel like I just immediately I'm like turn southern myself. But which is weird because my mom's not even from the south. 
Yeah, but she does have a fairly southern accent. Maybe not as southern as your grandma, but no. anyway. So another cultural difference, talking about from because you're from the south, is where do you, where do you live? Yeah, so I live in the Bible Belt of America. Which I didn't know was a thing before. Yeah, so it's a thing. It's a very religious section of the country. It's not as religious as it was maybe 30 years ago, but it's still very uh, puritanical in its beliefs and such. Alex is from, like I said, a very religious place. And you can see that when you go there. You know, people have stickers on the back of their car, like, about God. And it's on their number plates on their oh, cars. Yeah, that, it says, like, in God we trust. Uh, well, that's a national slogan. Oh, okay. It's on the money. I mean, yeah, true. And it's... Um, there are churches all over the place. Churches everywhere. There's a drive through church, which I find quite amusing. Uh, well, Just because it's... That's not a drive It's not... So the church is not drive through However, the church offers drive through prayers. Yeah, so basically the idea is you drive up to the window, you give a donation, and they say a prayer to you, and then you drive away. It's just a very modern concept for a church. I suppose. And that's why it's, like, humorous to me, not because of any religious aspects, just because it's, like, a drive through Like, I mean, you would drive through to get your McDonald's, you drive through to the I, church. I suppose. It's a very unique to that church kind of thing. I've never seen it anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm not saying anything, like, we're not talking about religion in a bad way here or, like, anything like that. I don't want to even remotely remark on what our religious views are. I'm just saying he's from a really religious um, background, like, in not just in terms of your family, but, like, in terms of the area that he's grown up in. However, in England, it's pretty much the opposite. There's definitely churches. I, there's a church in my local little village, but it's... Village. It's actually too small to be a village, so it's not even a village. But there is churches. However, are there as many churches as you? Like, no. No, definitely not. In fact, you don't really even see it when you come visit. You, you don't really see churches. I think I've seen two churches other than the big stone churches. Like the yeah. big one, the cathedrals. Yeah, like we've got a lot of cathedrals in England. Because in, in England is like historically a really religious country. And I mean like, you know. Historically, yeah. Historically, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it's still not today, but particularly my area, I don't see religion. In my daily life, I do not see religion. And in Al- like in Alex's country, it's, if you went up to a person, on average, they're more likely to say that they are religious. However, it's the opposite when you come here. So if you went up to the average person here, they would probably say they're not. Makes sense. Um, which is just one difference that I noticed, especially when I went over there, because I just saw it so much. He's probably saw a lot of flags as well. Yeah, that was a very... I think it's quite a patriotic thing to have a flag in your house or near your house or in your car. Or, like, in the local, like, Chick-fil-A has a flag, you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't oh, see, yeah, that I could see that here. You wouldn't see that here. Like, we do have flags a lot. Like, a lot of British people, like especially when the football's on, they like to wave their flags out the windows. And, and, but it would be the local flag not the i mean obviously if the english team is playing yeah i mean it depends what team is playing but when i mean like the football is on as in i mean the world cup it oh, is okay. the england flag not even not the um union jack i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the england flag. The union flag i'm not talking about the union flag i'm talking about the right. other one but but that one too you but, do see the flag like it's not like we are quite a patriotic country as well however we we don't tend to put it up on our houses unless we have a game on or whatever yeah so it's mostly patriotic as far as sports teams go yeah and i wouldn't say i wouldn't ever find like a british flag up at my local mcdonald's however you'd find that in america i don't know about mcdonald's okay but But definitely the local car dealership would have a huge flag 
Why? It's actually a form of advertising. You can't use a flag to advertise. However, if you have a giant flag outside, you can see the flag from miles. And, you know, we've got the hugest flag in this city. Mm. It's like a... Talking about advertising, actually, when I go over there, I also notice a lot of advertising. It's in your face constantly, no matter, even in the smaller parts of America, like more closer to the houses. Advertising is literally everywhere and they're on massive billboards, but I don't feel like you see that as much here. Uh, Yeah, so billboards, I don't normally see those here, but really in America, we only have them next to the interstate. I feel like billboards are in my face there. Like, I really do. And mm. I feel like advertising is surrounding me. And what you advertise, which is really weird to me, is, like, politicians and, like, healthcare professionals and, like, stuff like that. Like, you have their face on a billboard, which you would never find that in England. Yeah, so the people who pay for adverts and put their face on it are the people making loads of money from them. Uh, you got lawyers and local uh, healthcare professionals, such as... Uh, What's the fat removal one? Hmm? Fat removal surgery. Liposuction. You've got the liposuction people and the LASIK eye surgery people. They're making a lot of money doing a very specific job. Yeah, I guess that's the difference over here because I guess we deal with lawyers and healthcare stuff completely different, which is probably why we don't need to advertise it like that. Or maybe it's just in our culture to advertise it differently. I don't know. But I would never see a lawyer's face on a billboard ever. I think you guys have actually banned the advertisement of lawyers like that. I think... I don't know, to be honest. I bet if we look it up, we'd find something about the advertisement of legal professions. But, like, going back to the patriotic thing, do you feel, like, really patriotic? Uh, do I feel patriotic? Um, sometimes, depending on what's happened. Not so much recently. Yeah. But let's not get into actual political stuff. No, let's not. (laughs) But in general, would you say just sometimes, then? Um, yeah, I guess. I feel quite patriotic. Like, I think it's a big thing to be, like, proud to be British and to like the royal family. I know not everyone does, and I know... See, I think that's a little weird, the the royal family uh, culture. I guess it is, but because we've always had one, and, like, it's, you know, something you grow up with, like, the queen is the queen, um, and stuff like that. Like, I've just always liked... And not, not all of... Everyone's like this, but I just really like the Queen, and I know that they don't always stand for the right things, and they're not always the most amazing people. But yeah, well, I mean, most people aren't the most amazing. Exactly, people. and but I do actually like what they stand for, and for the most part, for the most part, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm saying in a very generalized view of them, and I do like them. I li- I just like the idea of there being a royal family and stuff like that, and that they serve our country because they do do a lot for the country. You know, they do, and they uh, help a lot of our relationships with other countries. I just, but I just there are a lot a little, of things wrong with them as well, yeah. It's a little weird that a, one family who has been, they historically had power, but they don't have as much anymore. It's mm. just, why are they, why them is what I see. Like, why that family? I just don't get that part. Other than the mm. fact that they were historically the monarchs of the country. Why still Well, that's them? just what it is, isn't it? I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I think especially recently there have been very controversial decisions, especially to do with the royal family, but I do feel like patriotic towards them and yeah, I do I do like feel like I love my queen. What's the what's the national anthem? God save our <laughs> Yeah, but queen. you you change it when you get a king. Yeah, obviously. 
<laughs> We're not going to carry on saying queen if we've got a king now. I mean, maybe if he was a drag queen. Oh, oh 20, 27. 20, yeah, I was going to say. Co- I would love that. King. I would absolutely love that. I don't, I, I don't know if it's just... I think it's just a thing you're brought up with. You just always know that the royal family have been there, so you don't ever really question it, I guess. It's just a thing that's always been, hmm. and it's been around for such a long time now. But your family's not extremely into the royal family. No, definitely not. Like, we don't watch the Queen on Christmas Day. We, we well, don't. we did. We did time. this year, actually, yes. But, um... But we don't... No, we're not, like, ro- royalists. We don't have, like, a picture of the Queen in the hall. But... That's I, what people are called, royalists. I don't know. I just made that word up. <laughs> I don't know. It, I feel like that's a word. Um, but I follow the royal family on Instagram. <laughs> right. So you're... I just, I just like... Like I said, I appreciate what they do for the country, and I like them as people. Maybe not all the time. Not Definitely not all of them. But the Queenie... Yeah. Especially. She's cute. She's great. I think she's doing her best. Not like I said, I don't stand for everything that they stand for because that's quite controversial. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's just a patriotic thing. And I don't think if we ever were to get married that either of us would give up our citizenships. Well, no, that would be So for people in LDRs, when you get married, you can either choose to take the citizenship test to become the other citizen a citizen of the other nation or you could just not and be living as a what is it, a permanent a permanent resident in that country. It it is most beneficial to become a citizen of the country that you move to, but unless you're you're not required to in any way though. Uh, well, it depends on what country you come from. Not in America or England. Though. Right. So some countries forbid you from holding dual citizenships. Uh, you'll have to look up which ones. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, but it is a really bad idea to give up the citizenship of your birth country for many reasons, unless that country has mandatory military service. But not not many countries do that, I think. Maybe you got Finland, South Korea, Israel. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, so when we get married, we would take the other person's citizenship, whichever whichever we move to. We haven't decided but that, yet. But that being that we become then dual citizens, not that we give it up completely. Right. Because I think we both wouldn't want to lose... Like, that's what I was talking about, patriot- being patriotic, because I wouldn't want to ever lose my British citizenship. Not because, like... I mean, also because of, like, the legality of it and the freedom to travel between yes. the countries. But but mostly because I just, I'm just proud to be British and I wouldn't want to lose that. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I, I feel pretty much the same. I just don't think... And if we can, we also want both of our kit. Oh, both of our kids. <laughs> oh, we're having two? Oh, we've we already want, had two. Oh, okay. We want all of the kids that we potentially will have to be dual citizens as well. If at all possible. If possible, yeah. Because we want them to feel like they're half each two. And we want, again, to that freedom to move between the countries and live where they want to live. So are our kids going to be British or American? I think we get this question a lot. I the probably a, a big Do question. We? I get yeah. I get the person. Well, not the kids bit, but in real life and in online, I get. So where are your where are you and your kids gonna live? Like, where do you want to bring up your family? Like, where do you want to live? Oh, that's not what I meant. Oh. Um, well, you know how my my. So I have a grandma from French. She's my French grandma from France. Fr- France, that is. <laughs> 
She's my French grandma. So I'm a fourth French. So our kid's gonna be British or American or one eighth French. All, all of them. All of those. So they're gonna be half British, half American. And they're gonna be um, a quarter Welsh because my mum is Welsh. And they're gonna be, like you said, like an eighth or whatever it is. Oh, French. okay. So we're, we are dividing it all. So. Well, no, I, I don't think they'd tell the, the like, <laughs> they wouldn't introduce themselves and be like, oh, by the way, I'm this, that, and the other. Uh, well, I mean, in America, people do that. Do they? Oh, but yeah, but that's that's an American thing. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's what we're talking about. American well, yeah, like, I think, like, Americans really want to be, like, European or, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, they, like, if they're half Italian, they want you to know that. Whereas in Britain, we don't really care. We're all pretty much British anyway, but if we're half something, we probably won't tell you. Um, like, I'm half Welsh, but that's irrelevant because Wales is just over there. It doesn't really matter. Um, but I feel like Americans really play on their heritage and they're like, I am this. Like, I mean, depending on where they're from. Which can sometimes come across, uh, to me, a little bit embarrassing. I think that's a little bit cringy. <laughs> well, when somebody says that they're half Italian, that probably means one of their parents is an Italian immigrant who raised them in a way where they... You're like, you are Italian. You are Italian. See, I would more see it as like one of their grandparents or something was Italian. Well, that'd be one fourth Italian. <laughs> yeah, I know. Unless but, both of their parents. But I'm saying that they would then or... just say that they're Italian anyway, even if they've only got a slight connection to Italy. I guess. But I get that because you're all immigrants at the end of the day. Well, I mean, 300 years ago, yeah, a lot of us. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So people, I guess, like to say that they're where they are originally from, because I guess they were originally from somewhere. But, well, aren't we all? Well, yeah, exactly. I just think that you guys play on it a lot more than we do. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I personally find it cringy in some instances, but... But, I mean, it is what it is. It's not a... It's, it's not, not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I was about to say, it's not really not, not a bad thing. Not a good... It's not... It, does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Are we just, like, working, like, digging our hole for ourselves? Um, okay, should we move on? Let's move on. Food. Food, yes. You, we have a lot of it. You love British food. Uh, yes, British food is yummy. What do you uh, like? I like curries, which is... Uh, not which, British, but it's actually our national food, so. It's not that it's not British. It's that it was previously not British, and now it has been Britishized. I don't know. To be fair, a lot of the Indian food that Indian um, takeaways or restaurants make has actually been completely changed. It's not authentic. It's not authentic, which, yeah. Which means it's British food. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's a very British thing to go for a curry, yeah. It's like how Tex-Mex is American because... Kind of, yeah. Yeah, because that's yeah. like, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing because they changed it and we changed it. And like I said, it's technically our national dish, I'm pretty sure. So, But you like curry. What else do you Curry's like? Good. You like black pudding, which is oh, so gross. Black pudding so is gro- delicious. If you don't know what black it's pudding so rich. is, do you want to tell them what black pudding is? Well, aren't like... 75% of them British. What? We don't know what you, who the listeners are, but for those of you who are not British, black pudding is a meat sausage uh, made up of a majority... Is it pig? I think pig. Pig's blood that has been boiled down. Yeah, so over here, you guys have probably heard of it. It's uh, the We have a British breakfast, or what's it called? It's a full English. Full English, thank you. I, even I forgot. And one of the items that is often included is black pudding, which I don't personally like, but Alex is obsessed with it. And It's as, so rich. It's so gross. It's good. Full Englishes are delicious and, an, and a great British food choice. However, black pudding is gross. In your opinion. Okay, what else do you like? You like crumpets? Cookie things. 
Biscuits. Bi- okay, little biscuit things. What are those called? Biscuits. Digestive? Digestive the biscuits. specific biscuit. Yeah, a digestive okay. biscuit. I would go for that over a crumpet, even though they're obviously served in different circumstances. Yeah, I was going to say that's different things, but yeah. I just prefer... Speaking of biscuits, obviously there is a difference. So a British biscuit is what an American would describe as a cookie. However, we also have cookies, but they're slightly different. They're like, you're softer. Cookies are also cookies. They're, they're, I, I said it, everybody was thinking it. Yeah, so in America, it all comes under the category cookie, but in England, there's two categories biscuit and cookie and it's mostly defined by their softness and shortbread cookies are called shortbread instead of biscuits or cookies yeah because that's different again it's more like i mean if i was going to define it i would say it's a biscuit but it's a shortbread really it's just a shortbread see we don't categorize shortbread in its own category however a biscuit in america is kind of like a scone meets bread like a scone is very a scone okay a scone <laughs> is like a sweet typically like treat like i don't know how to describe it it's not bread a scone i've, I've i don't know stop calling it scone you don't know that it's called scone i'm telling you it's called scone okay um but whereas a biscuit is more like it's a biscuit like a in america it's a dough that's been cooked it's a type of bread basically that kind of looks like a scone, but it's not a scone at all. And people who tell you it's a scone, it's not. I've had one. It's not a scone. Biscuit is who definitely... Who tell you it was a scone? Everyone online thinks that a biscuit is the scone, but it's not. A scone... I mean, a biscuit is more bread-like. Your scones are more desserty. I don't know about like dessert. Like treaty. Yeah, it's a treat. but but the, but biscuit is like bread. Like it's literally what you have on the side of your meal. Like it's not. Or you know, as the bun for your meal. Yeah, exactly. Like they literally have muck biscuits over in America, which I find quite funny to be honest. Um, chicken biscuits delicious. Chicken biscuits. So that's like so it's a type of bread, but a scone is not a type of bread. It's a type of pastry. No, it's not a pastry. I don't know what. How do you define it? It's its own thing. Um, I guess. But it's like a sweet treat anyway, and yes. it has a different consistency, and it's di- a diff- eaten at different times. Yes. So I just wanted to clarify that. You guys have many different varieties of chocolates. Not even just the brands, but of the specific types of chocolate. Do we? You got the chocolate bars. You have chocolate eggs. You have chocolate. Hollow eggs with toys inside. Oh, yeah. We, we do chocolate eggs at Easter, which is what... Oh, yeah. Like Easter eggs for us is like big chocolate eggs that are like hollow on the inside, but made of chocolate. But Alex's Easter eggs are just like normal eggs that are painted, right? Uh, th- well, I mean, those are a specific type of Easter egg, yes. Those are the boiled Easter eggs that you paint. You, then you have uh, toy Easter eggs, which are hollow plastic shells with some sort of treat inside. But you have to fill it yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's a difference as well. Yeah, we have a lot better chocolate, I would say. Uh, it's definitely a much better selection. You have Galaxy. Our you chocolate have... is much richer and much... Uh, it's just so much nicer. I'm sorry, but it is. Well, we only have... I think we have two chocolate companies. And, like, like if you compare, like, Galaxy chocolate to, say, Hershey's, like, Galaxy is so much more richer and more melty and just... Mm. I see. I much prefer the purple... Capri's. <laughs> Capri's. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, Cadbury's again is a different flavor, but it's still a lot more rich in flavor than Hershey's. I just would never choose Hershey's. And then you have Kinder. Yeah, and then you have Kinder, Kinder. and you have loads of different chocolate. Nestle. You have loads of different chocolate. Yeah. I don't like Nestle. They can... can... See, we pronounce things differently, guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Also, I think there's a big thing in British culture to have tea and like eat, drink tea all the time. Well, obviously, and that's you go like for the tea British and you say like cup of tea, and that is a very British stereotype. And to be fair, it's very true for the most part. However, I'm probably a minority in the fact that I don't really like tea. I drink green tea, but I don't drink normal tea. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much a minority with that. Well, we drink tea in the south. Uh, but sweet tea. It's sweetened, yes. Uh, diabetes fact, causing... Yeah, yeah, like sweet tea is a massive thing over there, which is so not a thing here. Like, we just don't really have sweet tea. I'm sure it is a thing, but like, not... I haven't seen it. I don't really see it. And I would never see it on a menu. Whereas over there, it's like your alternative to having like a Coke with your meal. You have a sweet tea, which is crazy yeah, to me. Yeah, get it at McDonald's. You get it at McDonald's. It's crazy. Although most people don't make it the way you like it, so you have to make it yourself. And you probably add more sugar than they do. Speaking of McDonald's, your McDonald's portions are so big. You have Are they? Your drinks are absolutely humongous. I swear they're bigger than our large drinks, and you get that drink no matter what. Well, we don't have a sugar tax, so... Yeah, but we didn't used to. Uh, I guess. And... Um, you ha- for your kids' meal, it's a six chicken nugget, and for your adult meal, it's ten chicken nuggets. Whereas ours is six chicken nuggets for a, an adult meal and four for kids. Well, for yeah, so you can get a four piece for kids. But the average is six because I've when you just order it without specifying, it's six. I don't think that's for kids' meals. I haven't yeah, gotten one I've in a while, one, but I'm I've pretty sure. I I mean I guess. Well, anyway, I would for, for McDonald's, which I'm quite passionate about. Why do you say McDonald's? It's uh, McDonald's. I don't. I think that again. I think that's a me thing. I just say it oh. like that. Yeah. So we have had to figure out what's cultural differences and what's personal. We've had a lot yeah. of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like I think a lot of things, but I think they're just me. Yeah. I a lot of what's gonna be on this podcast are gonna be personal views that we hold. But some of them are like general. Like we've talked about some general ones. Yeah. Like the British tea. Yeah, but I'm just saying that doesn't count for me, but I'm sure it counts for many, many other people. Um, so do you want to talk about the differences in school? We have the obvious differences that we, in America, we have elementary, middle, and high school. And in you guys, well, kindergarten's usually lumped in with elementary school for the most part, oh. from what I've seen. I mean, obviously you can have a private kindergarten and then go to the normal elementary, but uh, you guys have primary secondary school and sometimes college sixth form slash college that's the same thing um kind of well kind of the same thing but you do the same full of education at those two places and then university i've actually when last time i went to your house the security guy at the airport asked me what i do and i said uni and he looked at me so blankly and i was like and I was like, uh, does, what does he, why does he not get, I do uni. And I thought there was a problem with that. But then he went, sorry, what? And then I was like, oh, university. And he was like, it still wasn't quite clicking. And I was just like, yeah, you know, like college, like university. Mm, I, I don't know. He just wasn't, I maybe just wasn't really listening. I don't know. But definitely the word uni really threw him off. And he was he like, He was probably what? trying to ask what job you had. And then he got, it was like, yeah. you're a professor. Yeah, like, I think that he was expecting me to say a job, to be fair. But still, when I said uni, he was like, what the hell is this girl talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually just reminded me another one. You have different swear words than us. Like, I just said hell, and I feel like that's a swear word there. Well, in the South, yeah, you don't really, you don't want to say that unless you're in a church setting and you're reading the Bible or something. Yeah, there's a couple of differences to do with swear words, but that's about it. You have a lot more than we do. Do we? <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so school, like the way we do it is a bit different and the test is quite different. I would say, I don't want to get into too much detail, but in America, they train you for the standardized testing and if they can't 
map your score to a metric, then the test is thrown out. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think in England, it's a lot to do with like, you worked in every place that you get to, in every position you worked was like an end goal. So in primary school, it's SATs. You work up to that and you do it. And if you pass, great. And then again, in secondary school, it's uh, GCSEs and then A-levels and then in university, it's a degree. So everything works up to like the end result, which is what you do in your final year of each individual type of school. Whereas I feel like over there, obviously you have like end of year finals, but you also have like things you do. We have standardized tests at the end of every grade. Yeah, but you do things along the way that count towards your mark, especially in university. Everything you do counts towards your end mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, coursework, yeah, of course. Whereas our uni here, obviously, I, well, my degree is actually a bit different than we do do coursework, but for most unis, you do, like, a test, and it's, like, at the end of the year, okay, and that's well, it. We don't have a GDA? Is it GDA? GDP? G- <laughs> GDP. What is it? GPA. GPA. So a in, mixture of what When I we're just talking said. about university, yeah, that's different than the normal grade school, but it, de- it that's highly dependent on the professor. They could have it to where a single final paper is your entire grade. It's really up to how they want to do it. Do you, in universities, you call your professor's professor? I tried to. Uh, a lot of them prefer doctor if they have doctorates. Of course. The ones that only had master's degrees seem to want to be called Mr. or Mrs., but I try to call everyone professor when possible. See, in uni, it's very much you go on a first name basis, and same with college. That's weird. Like, no, because they're, you're talking to each other like you're adults then. It's not like you're in secondary school anymore where, you, where you're looking up to them and calling them Mr. and Miss. We would never use the word professor, by the way, in England. Um, whereas in uni or in college, you talk to them like you're an adult because you are an adult at that point. Like, you're over 18, you're doing your degree, and sometimes depending on the teacher, then the lecturer, they're not always that much older than you. So you talk to them like adults because you all are adults in that situation. And I would never, ever call uh, any of my lecturers Mr. or Miss or or Professor or whatever. I mean, occasionally you would get the new agey, like, arty teacher and they would let you call them by the first name. But I always thought those were the weird teachers. I would try to not take their classes. (laughs) Um, and then for work, it's, it seems like you just get less holiday than us. We Fewer have like, holidays, yeah, yes. we have kind of like standardized things of how much holiday we get. And yeah, we don't have much worker protection. And also, yeah, like you can get fired really easily. Oh yeah. So in the majority of the States, you can be fired for any given reason. Uh, they don't actually have to list a reason if they don't want to. But, uh, oh, it's right to work. So if you live in a right to work state. That's another thing. You have laws per state. and we would Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a very state. Whereas state we have basis. national laws. We have a lot of national laws, just not in but any it worker can, protection. But a lot can change per state to state. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in Georgia, we have it to where you can get fired for any reason unless it's a protected reason. Uh, such as being gay or that's pregnant. the only one I can think of. I don't know about pregnancy. Hmm. Yeah, we have quite a few laws like that. Obviously, you can't not hire someone because they're pregnant or because they're gay or because of their skin color or, or pretty much uh, any yeah, any like physical or sexuality or anything of that realm. You can't do anything um, like that. Um, and also, you can't just fire someone for the sake of firing someone. You have to have a very legitimate reason. And normally, there's a warning process in place as well. Unless it's like you're in a 
what's it called like a thingy period a transitionary state no uh, like a probationary a probationary period where you're kind of like first maybe first got to the job or maybe you've already had a couple of warnings then i think you can pretty much fire them on the spot but except for that you can't well in several different it it's different by company it depends on what their process is uh some companies you're on that trial basis for like six months mm. and in that six months they could fire you for any reason uh sometimes they have to give you warnings it's really up to what they've decided for themselves yeah and obviously it depends on what kind of contract you're on um we'll do you have a zero hour contract what does that mean uh basically they can like give you as much or as little as work and you can sometimes you decide but i think a lot of the time i haven't either had one but a lot of time i think the employer decides how many hours you get which can be good for some reasons but also bad for other reasons where obviously they're not bringing you in enough to where you get paid enough uh, I believe that's what it is for most part-time workers. They set your hours, you work what you have to work. It's hard to get two jobs. Because yeah, but it's they, zero hours. I don't know. What, what... Instead of saying, here's a 12-hour contract where you, you will definitely work 12 hours every single week, they say zero hours so you could work 30 hours that week or you could work no hours that week. No, it'll tell you how many hours you're going to work every week. Yeah, so we have zero-hour contracts as a thing. So they just call you. I don't know work? exactly how they work because I've never had one, but I just know that they can be bad for many, many reasons. But also, obviously, it gives you so much flexibility. But all I know is that we would know our schedule at least a week in advance. It would be it could vary wildly from week to week, but they wouldn't just not schedule you and then be like, come in. I don't know. Um, but I, if you were, if you got a full-time contract, they would guarantee you a minimum hours. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm talking... I think I'm uh, mostly just part-time I'm talking right now. Oh, okay. Um, so talking about laws and stuff, obviously our healthcare is completely different. We yeah. Have, I don't know if that comes under laws, but NHS... I would say that... The NHS yeah. is absolute godsend, and we are so lucky in this country to have a free healthcare... I don't know why you're saying it like that. I'm pretty sure something like 50% of the countries have a centralized healthcare system. Yeah, I know, but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we don't. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm grateful for the NHS. Yes. Um, and Alex's... I didn't know this until like a year ago. You have to pay for like an ambulance, which is crazy to me. Like I literally went to a doctor's appointment yesterday. Did I pay a dime? No. Well, the ambulances, I didn't realize this until I had to get an ambulance. Uh, you don't pay. So they don't work for the hospitals. The ambulances are like a private taxi service. Wow. So we have competing ambulance services. Wow. It's, I did not know it's that. It's very weird. Yeah. So how much would you pay on average for an ambulance? Uh, it definitely depends when you get the ambulance. Obviously, if it's peak hours, that costs On more. average, though. I don't know. The one I went in cost $1,000. Exactly. That is mental to me. And how much do you think it would cost on average to give birth? I have no idea. I, I think I read online it's like around thirty to 40000 or something See, crazy See, like the that. way that works is they that They make you pay to hold the baby. So skin to skin time is on the receipt. Okay. <laughs> is on the receipt. Okay. Sorry, that just really makes me angry. So a lot of people get the receipt and they don't have to pay most of that because the insurance company is is already yeah. paying that. Yeah. So obviously, it's, it's still company- ridiculous, but it's. When people are like, I had to pay $33,000, a lot of them are not actually paying all of that. Yeah, so insurance companies help, but you still pay out your asses. 
in my my French, but because yes, we we for have something like five hundred percent more healthcare costs for each individual item or something. I do pay for my prescription, but I only pay nine pounds, which I don't think is that bad, and I only get it once a month. And I don't pay for any of my doctor's appointments, anything like that. Well, I don't, you don't pay directly, no taxation. Yeah, I know, but you have yeah, taxes well, too. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I'm, what I'm talking about is everything pretty much is covered. Is covered. Yes. And if I would need a life threatening operation tomorrow. I wouldn't have to pay for a single thing. Nothing. Zero. You might have to pay for parking. You'd have to... Okay, actually, hospital parking is quite expensive. But, yeah, I wouldn't have to pay for anything. Quite expensive. It was like $30 to park for a week. Probably. It's like £5 a day. That's not expensive. It is. For parking, yes. Yeah, exactly. But... That's what I'm talking about for parking. Um, Moving on to other laws like age of consumption i don't know what the word is i mean i guess you could call it age of consumption most people would say the legal drinking age oh yeah <laughs> um i mean i suppose the age of consumption would be for like edibles or something but that's not something in the south so we don't call it that yeah so um obviously it's 18 here and 21 there which is quite a significant difference actually Quite um, a few years you had to wait longer than me. Yes, uh, I believe you had an alcoholic drink before I had my first. Um, and also, I've been to America quite a few times where oh, I've God. been legally able to drink here, but not there. Which is quite weird. Yeah, and also I feel a bit weird, like when we've been into liquor stores or when Alice has been buying anything. The fact that we have liquor stores. The fact that we have they have liquor stores, we don't have that over here because we have like pretty much everything you would need in our supermarkets. Yeah. But you guys have liquor stores because they don't really do it in your supermarket. I believe they are not legally allowed to sell hard liquor in a supermarket. Yeah, so that's one another difference. Um, but also, I've I felt really really weird when I've been in any situation where Alex is buying or consuming alcohol and I'm not because obviously I'm used to being able to. So it feels weird to not. And actually, there was a time not too long ago. This is the only time that has ever happened. It's never happened to me before. Um, where Alex was buying a beer and I was buying a key lime pie. Specifically, this was at a supermarket. It's not like we were at a restaurant. Yeah, we're at a restaurant. What? I mean, a supermarket. (laughs) Um, I was standing there so excited for my key lime pie and the woman asks me for my ID and I'm like, look, babe, don't have anything. What are you talking about? Oh, and Alex was buying. Like I the was most... buying it. I, I gave her my ID. I was paying for it. Yeah, Alex was paying. It was a single beer. It was literally the most measly drink you can get. It was a bottle of beer. There wouldn't even be enough for two of us. There was one bottle. That was it. I was there for a key lime pie. <laughs> anyway, this gal was like, sorry, where's your ID? Which is not what you'd see in America normally. like I've never had that happen. We found that Alex can consume pretty much as much alcohol as he wants and I can be there. I'm not an alcoholic. No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying like you can consume it in terms of like you can buy it at a liquor store or you can go to a restaurant and order like three margaritas if you want and I'll be sitting there and they don't mind. Well, not at at once. I'd have to order after another. Okay, yeah. They don't mind I'm sitting there and they don't care about looking for my ID. However, in England, they want to see both your ideas. Which I think is weird. I mean, that's just the way it is. They they don't want you and your 17-year-old friend to be buying a beer when only one of you is legal. It's as simple as having the other person wait outside or in the car. Yeah. I don't see why you would even bother. If the other person was underage, they just wouldn't stand next to the person getting the stuff. Why? However, this one time that we were buying this one bottle of beer, 
the woman wanted to see my ID as well. Maybe. She's already satisfied with Alex's. She was happy to go except for my ID. So I was kind of a bit stuck and I was like, oh, sorry, like I'm traveling here. I don't really have any ID on me. I literally just have my phone, which was true. I didn't have anything on me. She was like, what, you don't have your passport? And I was like, honey, I do not carry around my passport. And even if I did, obviously I couldn't show her anyway because I'm not legally old enough. I am soon though, actually. Probably the next time I visit America, I will be legal, so that's great. Not that it really Not that it matters. matters. But not, and I'm not saying that me and Alex seek to drink alcohol a lot. I'm just saying the times that we have. It's a social thing. And yeah. the fact that we like she, to make cocktails and stuff. We're, we're cocktailians. <laughs> is that what they're called? Uh, it is now. Um, we're not dr- big drinkers at all. I'm not saying that this is an important issue in our life. It's just the fact that this one time where I really wanted key lime pie, this woman was being really annoying about it. I mean, we still got the key lime yeah, pie. Yeah, to be fair, we did too. I just had to but, put the beer back. Like I, You know, I bet she was underage. I wonder if she could have even legally checked that out for me. To be fair, I get it's just her job. She was just doing her job. However, it never happened to us before. And we were both quite like on the spot about it. And and I was kind of trying to be like, look, I don't have anything on me kind of thing. But she wasn't going for it at all. So long story short, we left with only the pie. But, Which is what we wanted anyway. So true. Who really but wanted it was just that so, It was just so like annoying to be like, oh, I'm legal in England, but not here. And that's why Alex can't get his one bottle of beer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's just one sort of thing that we've come across. Yeah. But the thing about the drinking age being 21 in America, that is not a federal law. States can make it whatever they want. Uh, I believe in the 90s, Louisiana had an 18-year-old drinking law. Uh, the only thing is that Mothers Against Drunk Driving, the, the it's like a political entity. Drink driving is a really big thing over there, isn't it? I don't know if it's a big thing. Obviously, it's a big problem because we don't have... Like, I mean, it's a big pro- problem anywhere, but... We, we don't have public transportation or anything. Well, I mean, depend. I just think it's heightened over there. Uh, a lot of places in America, you can only get to by driving. So, yeah, probably it's a bigger issue for us than you Yeah, in fact, the only way you can leave your house is by driving. He doesn't have any taxis, any buses, any trains. I would nothing. say that's pretty common, Where unless in you England, live in a city. In England, not only do you have taxis, but you have trains, buses, literally everything. You could have a tram. A tram. Anything like we have, you can get any, you can get anywhere in England in a day by a train, or if you've got multiple buses, or you know whatever you wanted to do. Um, but they don't have that over there. Trains are great. I mean, we're working on it. I think it's because of obviously it's a lot shorter distance for us. Yes, we. I mean, the country of England is roughly the same size as Georgia, mm. and Georgia and Florida is larger than the entire. Isle of Britannia, so it's kind of a bit harder when we have to expand across multiple states. Yeah, but it is like a thing that I've noticed. Like when Alex has gone to work or something, I literally can't really go anywhere unless someone else was to drive me and his family. Because obviously, I can't even drive yeah. over there um, without getting an international license and blah 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 blah. It was just and wrong side of the road. That wrong be side of the road. Too confusing. Yeah, I would never drive in England. We have roundabouts. <laughs> roundabouts. Anyway, the point is, Mothers Against Drunk Driving had lobbied the federal government to... The big government, not the state mm. government, to prevent states with drinking ages under 21 from getting federal grants for the roads. Mm. So if you have a drinking age under 21, you're going to have shitty roads. 
which is what happened to Louisiana, and that's why they changed it back to 21, so they get the federal money. It's weird for me, I think, because when you turn 18, it's also normally the year you go to uni as well, so there's this massive thing around, like, going to uni, like, freshers and, like, drinking culture, party culture. It's massive in England. Like, your first week at uni, I didn't personally experience, but it's, like, probably the most you drink ever. And they have a massive, like, club and party scene at, like, every university. I mean, I'm sure we have that in America. I just personally didn't experience it myself. However, obviously, the people drinking would be doing it illegally, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, though. But the thing is, you'd have to wait until you're 21 to participate if you're going to do it legally. Which, by that point, you've almost graduated for the most part. Exactly. So there's not as much of a scene, I would guess. Do you have clubs? That don't drink. You, you So if you go to a club, you'll get a wristband if you're under 21. Right. It's like bright pink or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think designated drivers over 21 get something different. I'm not totally sure. Um, is the age of consent national? No. So in, I think in most states, the age of consent, the age to have sex, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe it's 16 in most states. Uh, some states are 18, some are 17. Uh, in the South, I think it's mostly 16. Yeah. Yeah, here it's nationalized 16. I just didn't know whether it was like a national. No, definitely not national. Yeah, so I guess we... Oh, they raised the age of tobacco consumption to 21 recently while I've been here. Hmm. So you can't smoke at all? Uh, until you're 21? Well, I mean, a lot of students in high school smoke anyway, but yeah, you're legally not able to buy any until you're 21, I think. Hmm. I feel like they changed our law slightly. I can't remember what they were now. Um, but I think still for smoking, it's still 18. Um, I don't understand how you guys figure out what to smoke. Well, it is for purchase of... I think you're legally allowed to smoke from 16? I, I could know. be completely wrong with that. But to <clears throat> actually purchase cigarettes or tobacco, it's 18. But... Don't all of your cigarette boxes have the same, like, warnings? Oh, yeah. All of so, our cigarette boxes are like, do not smoke, smoking kills. How do you even know what, you're, what you've had? Because they, they don't have any logos that I've seen. Well, there are different types. There are, like, logos and brands and stuff. Oh, I was under the impression that the boxes could not have logos. To be honest, I don't really know. I I've, know I've never I mean, been you know, a smoker in my life. I, I couldn't tell you what else. Um, but from what I've seen on, like, like behind the person at the shops... It's just all I can see is the no smoking thing, and I I think there are like maybe a word of what type it is mm. or something because I think that is like the difference in price is because not only are there different like types of cigarettes but there's like different brands because obviously if yeah. you're paying for a more premium cigarette you're gonna know what brand that is. I feel like in England people smoke more mm. than in America. I don't know if that's just because I'm exposed to a lot more people in a shorter amount of a smaller amount of space. I'm not mm. sure, but. In America, I'm pretty sure smoking's on the downturn. It, well, I mean, vaping is on the upswing. I but... mean, vaping's massive, coming massive everywhere, I think. But, like, yes, I think that sort of comes along with the party scene of, like, uni and stuff. I think a lot of people start smoking then. And it was quite a big problem in schools as well, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. 16-year-olds smoking behind, like, the school. Um, I don't know. See, we had Classroom teachers... Is quite common. We had teachers who would love to bust the students who, like, hid the cigarettes somewhere on campus. There was a... Uh, one of my teachers was joking around with the, I don't want to say, this is in quotations, by the way, the cool kids. I don't, you know, the, you know, the type yeah, of people yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. The popular crowd. Pop, the, yes. The, what about them? So they would hide it under a specific 
post at the school mm. and they would pick it up on the way to walk home mm. and then the teacher would just hang out next to that post every day after school uh, and if you caught them with it they wouldn't hmm. see i think um in school the kids would just keep it on them like because mm. we had school uniforms and um we had blazers so i think they would just keep it in their blazer pocket and they would just see i think hide it i'm pretty sure students that were caught with uh Tobacco, alcohol, or uh, illegal substance, substances had the same punishment as if they had drugs on them. Oh, yeah. There would be a definite punishment if they were caught doing anything or if they caught having them on it. I'm just saying that's, they wouldn't probably store it somewhere on the campus. Um, They'd probably store it on themselves. Well, we, other than dip, uh, dip is chewing tobacco, by the way. Other than chewing tobacco, they would not keep that on them at school. Um, but yeah, going back to that thing, like we obviously have school uniforms. Oh, school uniforms, yeah, and, we don't. Um, I mean, like, some places, private schools have it. Yeah, private schools have like really crazy school uniforms. I said crazy, they're like really strict, like really long checkered skirts, really long blazers. Like, so my school uniform was skirt. They said that you should have a skirt a certain length, but did people? No. Um, you can wear trousers if you want. Um, trousers or shorts for boys, but people just wore mostly trousers. Some I wore a skirt a lot. Um, black tights, black shoes, within reason, like they have to be a smart black shoe. Um, blue shirt, because that was kind of our school colour. And then a tie of which colour house you were in. And then a blazer with the school logo on it. And you had to ask if you wanted to take your blazer off. That's pretty specific for a uniform. I figured they just issued. We have a lot same. of uniform policies. Like your shirt had to be tucked in, your tie had to be clipped right. Because we had, we, when I'm sure when it was the um, like normal ties, I think they had to be a certain way, but they actually changed it the year I got there to clip on ties because they didn't trust people. So it had to be made. What do you mean they didn't trust people? to put their tie on properly people would scrunch their tie up so they had this really short little tie or really really long little tie and it didn't look smart do you know what i'm saying so um they didn't trust them so they made them wear just the house clip on ties and then in our final year we got trusted to wear a normal tie and obviously if you didn't wear that properly then so and so but that's silly i, I just think that's silly um but yeah so and also another thing we had houses kind of like hogwarts if you want to be why would you say like hogwarts because really? hogwarts are in houses like, surely you would say like harry, like in harry potter okay that's what a normal person would have said. okay whatever. sorry um yeah i thought i thought that was weird too i didn't know that was real yeah um and I, I i did you have like a uniform code or like things that you could wear we had things we had specific uniform codes yeah uh it was more telling us what we couldn't wear we couldn't wear tight shorts that were so short yeah uh, i know for girls the tops had if it was like a a tube top it had to be it had to have a strap which i'm pretty sure tube tops don't have straps so i don't know why mm. they defined it like that but mm. uh the straps had to be like two or three fingers in width huh. on your shoulder or something uh and then you had to your the length of whatever you were wearing on your legs had to be longer than your fingers yeah, I think we leg. had that rule as well. However, was it like really enforced? No. Most of our school uniform code violations were pushed by the a very few amount of teachers, but they were so strict about it. The shirt tucking and like the blazers on and the tiny kind of thing was pushed quite a lot. Sorry if you can hear my cat in the background. Um, but other than that, they, like I said, they didn't really enforce the 
uh, school skirt thing. Also, we had PE kits for physical education. So we had to have a certain kit. And if you didn't have your kit, you couldn't participate. See, with our, when we had gym class, it wasn't really, it didn't really matter what you wore. Because obviously you're staying in that class. You're not mm. going out in the general public of the school. So as long as it was tight fitting enough to not get caught in whatever you were using, it was yeah, it was good. So you just dressed to what you had that day, basically. Uh, well, we would change for gym. Oh, okay. Well, I actually am pro school uniform. I think like I wouldn't have known what to wear every single day, and I actually really liked being like in my school uniform. It looked really smart. I felt like a part of something in the school photos on school trips. We looked really smart. I actually didn't mind the blazer. It was very handy. Blazers have so many pockets, right? <laughs> I could fit my entire pencil case, my timetable, any notes that I needed, uh, my phone, my key, my lunch, Your lunch, all in my blazer. Yeah, lunch went in the outer pockets. Wow. All of it, honestly, that blazer fits so much stuff. So great. Were you allowed to bring around a book bag or a case or whatever? A, a book bag. A bag book bag okay yes we were allowed a bag of course we're allowed a bag i'm just saying personally i put a lot of stuff in my blazer but yeah we had a bag obviously we had a bag one thing that i think alex was quite shocked at is the fact that we don't have mailboxes i mean it's not shocking that you don't have mailboxes you were shocked the fact that there are no mailboxes anywhere is more shocking than the fact that some people don't have mailboxes obviously what we just don't have them at all not really, no. If you live in like a really posh house, maybe you'd have like something attached to your gate, but you don't. Everyone, as far as I'm aware, has a little letterbox that's directly in their door, and that's how you receive letters. You do not have a mailbox. I mean, some places, like apartment buildings, might have that. Probably not, but. But not in the door. Some places can have it in their door. I have seen in America some places with it in their door, but that's like the major cities or something. Let us know what it is for your in your country if you live in a different country because I'd be really intrigued. You guys have old fashioned mailmen just delivering packages and yeah. well not packages but the mail like actual mail. Mailmen are a thing. We have happen. we still have milkmen in some places. We have drivers. My granddad gets glass milk delivered to his house every morning. Wow. In a glass bottle. To be fair, he does live in an old village in Wales, but still, it's still a thing. We. We have, I'm pretty sure everywhere in America has a driver deliver mail. I don't think anywhere has They normally come in a car. Well, they they come in a car, but they walk to every different house. They come in a car, and because our houses are so close together, there's no point in him, like, driving up to... And he couldn't even drive all the way up to our door anyway. So he stops in a neighborhood and then in the state, and then he just delivers to everyone, and then he gets back in his car. See, we don't... Have, that's what the mailboxes are for. They just go along the road. Yeah, so you can he can literally put put it through the window, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't have that, and I feel like American like mailboxes are like such a typical like American thing. And in fact, I remember there's that street that we sometimes go down. They like decorate their mailboxes. That's kind of funny. I mean, for Halloween and stuff, yeah. But no, they decorate them. I, I don't know what you mean. We'll have to point that out next time. Um, but that's I think that's just a different thing with like houses and like how they're designed and stuff i don't know it's a city planning kind of thing yeah and like like you said it's like a different way of having a mailman like because our mailman literally has to come up to our drive there wouldn't be a reason for him to stay in his car um but yeah so let's finish it off with what you wish you had in your country that you don't have that we don't have but we have i quite like aldi your aldi is much different from our aldi 
Um, to be fair, you didn't have Aldi for a really, really long time. Near you. Yeah, for the most part. There was one Aldi you had to go downtown for it. But there's one closer now. I like a lot of what we have in the Aldi. I just wish we had more knockoffy items. That sounds really weird, uh, but... We have a lot more going on in our Aldi. Yes. Like, we have so many more products. You have the fake candies you have the yeah the fake most of everything aldi have their own version of everything in here like and yes it's more simple than our other supermarkets but they still have a lot going on we don't have as much of that of aldi branded stuff at our aldi we have the chocolates and it's just limited selection it's much limited much more limited uh we ours only sells wine and beer and i gotta say miss that ginger wine well (laughs) Yeah. Aldi got rid of ginger wine in England, and I'm very We're very upset. disappointed. It's... We're very disappointed. Uh, yeah, so you wish you had Aldi. Anything else? So we do have a local Indian place. It's a lot... Different. It's quite different. Um, it's just a different style restaurant. Mm. So do you wish you had t- Indian takeaways like we do? Not takeaways. I like sitting down in the curry So huts. Indian restaurants. And, well, the British-styled Indian yeah. restaurants, yeah. Is there anything else that you would have? Not that I can think of off the top of my head right now. Speaking of food, we I... We don't have pubs as much. Pubs no, you don't have pubs. Interesting. But I feel like a local pub would be quite... I think mm. your perception of what a pub was before you came here is very different to what it is now. Yes. I've introduced Alex to a, a variety of different pubs. Um, from the most local to more of like a Weatherspoons pub. And uh, yeah, he now knows what a pub is really like. And it's not what he perceived it to be at all. I think I like Chick-fil-A. However, that didn't work out in England, so never mind. But their chicken is so good. Well, to be fair, you guys have a lot more chicken restaurants kind of things. Like your KFC is completely different Our from KFC ours. is so much better than yours. And we have Nando's. You and have so many chicken restaurants. I wouldn't say so many. That's you all have I can more think than of. we do. I'm sure if we looked up chicken restaurants... I mean, there's some smaller more. brands, yeah. Um... I don't know what else I would have from America, to be honest. Well, you like Zaxby's. Yeah, but that but then we other have KFC than, over here, so... Other than food, uh, Mama Cozy's from Aldi. That's food! <laughs> oh, right, right. That's a, that's a pizza. It's delicious. I'd quite like a $5 cinema over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have a discount cinema. It's $2 used, per ticket. We used to have a discount cinema, but then they became not discount, so there's that. So it's like £10 to watch us, at least, at the minimum, to watch us film here, which is quite expensive. We have very cheap alcohol. You do have cheap alcohol. So the local uh, liquor store next to me sells uh, 1.75 liters of vodka for about $11. Obviously, that's the bottom of the shelf, but like... It's still a a lot of alcohol per dollar. Yeah, compared to your... Asda that's We sound like alcoholics. <laughs> wow, oh my god, we do. Oh, we're not, we don't drink that much. We really don't, we really don't. Yeah, how much is it for... Oh, like, I mean, we obviously have bottom shelf vodka, but that's... Yeah, the, but 10 the, pounds... The amount that you get for 10 pounds is a like lot less. It's like half a liter. Yeah, it's a lot less, yeah. I like a lot of your food, but I, I wouldn't swap it out for some of our other stuff, you know? Like, there's some British foods that I really crave, like chocolate and blah, 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 when I'm over there that you just can't mm. get over in America. I don't think there's... A, honestly, except for, like, Chick-fil-A and a couple of food items, I don't think there's anything that I would take from America. Do we have any beauty products that you can't get here? Probably. But we have beauty store. We have, like, the the big store. Yeah, like, if we had Sephora here or um, Ulta here, that would be quite nice, because we don't really have that as such. We have drugstores and we have obviously like makeup branded stores, but we don't really have something like that. 
Oh yeah, that's the thing I don't like America is you get to the till thinking you got one price and then they're like, oh yeah, but there's 20 pound tax, <laughs> 20 pound, that was an exaggeration, 20 dollar tax on this and you're like, oh, that always catches me off guard. It's pure laziness. They have no reason to not put it in other than the fact that the prices go up. So in summary, we don't want a lot of things from the other country other than food. We're very easy to satisfy. <laughs> uh, it's just that going above and beyond is hard to... Do for us. The only thing we care about is food. And to be fair, our cultures could be a lot more different and then they're not that different. It could be. Well, I think between America and England, maybe North of America and mm. Canada are the only other closer cultures. Yeah, maybe Australia. I don't really know what they're doing over there, but... No, they're too distant. They got I feel like Australia going. is kind of similar to us. In, well, I mean, they were a commonwealth ways. country. They are, that commonwealth. are Are still... Common, Commonwealth's breaking up 2030... 2030 you called it you <laughs> called, called it. it okay well anyway i hope you guys enjoyed our sort of cultural differences summary of summary more like ramble yeah sorry if it's a bit of a ramble but i hope you enjoyed it anyway and please let us know if you have any like cultural differences that you've noticed with your partner or just like any cultural differences you've noticed since listening to us about what's different from where you're from and let us know where you're from because that'd be really interesting yes we would like to see faces from every country on earth wow that's quite too ambitious demand. sorry <laughs> sorry if that's unachievable never mind um but yeah i hope you enjoyed listening and we definitely enjoyed speaking and we'll see you next time